welcome to this very special bonus episode of You'll Think of Something. I'm Allie Perkins, a longtime talent professional with loads of experience in facilitation, training design, and program management. And I'm Kara Oropalo. I'm a producer turned professor. I spent 12 years in production management at DreamWorks Animation, and now I teach creative management to university students and leaders in animation studios across the country. We hope everyone had a great holiday so far, and oh man, are we ready for 2021. Part of opening the door on a new year is making New Year's resolutions. So Kara and I are going to be talking about how we set goals, what makes a goal a good one to begin with, and what our own personal goals look like. So let's jump in and talk a little bit about goals, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. I'm interested to hear about how you set goals, Allie, and what sort of frameworks you use. So when setting goals, I find it really helpful to use the SMART goal framework as a guide. So SMART is just an acronym. S stands for specific to keep the goal focused. M stands for measurable, which means that you need to be able to apply a unit of measure so that you will have a concrete indicator as to when you have met your goal. A stands for achievable or attainable so that you keep your goals realistic. R stands for relevant, which is all about making sure that your goals align with your life and your values. And T stands for time bound, which is about giving yourself a deadline. So SMART goals um, are kind of like an industry standard, I would say, uh, but Different uh, schools of thought have different frameworks as well, or sometimes the letters in the acronym are, you know, slightly uh, change changeable, um, or sometimes in the the acronym the letters are slightly interchangeable. So my question for you, Kara, is: Do you use the same acronym, or do you use something a little bit different? I basically use this. Uh framework when I make my goals, but I have to be honest that I don't usually start there. Uh, I usually start with a free flow writing session where I try to capture my thoughts on the new year and reflect on the past year. Um, I, it helps for me that my birthday is also at the end of the year. So it's sort of this moment of like self-reflection and um, a moment to assess like, what do I want to do in the coming year as well? Um, I, I actually like to make like sort of a celebration out of it. Like I, I take a moment, uh, especially now that I'm a mom um, and I'm, I'm with other people most of the time. <laughs> I like to take a moment um, to uh, get time by myself. Um, you know, when I'm not in the middle of a pandemic, I do something um, for myself, like get my hair cut or get my nails done. And then I go to a coffee shop and I sit down and I write um, and I, and I take like that moment to make like a, basically like a postmortem on my past year. Um, and I, I, I sit down and say like, what went well, what didn't go well? Um, what do I want to work on for the next year? And it's from this sort of like free flowing writing moment that I'm then able to create like my list of, you know, my actual goals, my actual bullet points and those like you know, when I'm writing, I'm not worried about smart. I'm not worried about uh, making sure like everything is measurable. I'm sitting down and saying like, what do I want to get done? And then I think my second step is saying, okay, are these actually attainable? What fits into my values? What's my timeline? That sort of thing. What I really like, Kara, is that you are such a 
process-oriented person, and that really shines through in how you uh, go about uh, constructing your goals, right? Like the way that you inform them. Uh, But what is so great about your methodology is that there's also this element of self-care. So the process isn't cold or regimented so much as it is intended to kind of set you up for insight and reflection because goals are essentially a way of caring for yourself, right? Oh, I like that, Allie. That's great. And yeah, it's it's totally true. I, I definitely tie the whole process um, to self-care. Of course, this year it looked a little bit different instead of um, going out and uh, going to a coffee shop after you know getting my nails done. Instead, I was sitting in bed in my pajamas with my laptop on my lap. Um, but it was still like time alone. Um, and it was still a moment for myself. Um, and just to get into the specifics of my process, uh, I have a, a catalog of documents for each year, right? So I, ha- I, I usually start by opening my Google document, which is legit labeled KIO lifetime goals insert year here. Um, so, and like last year, of course, was 2020. And then I open that up and I look through it. Um, I save as to make my 2021 version. And then sometimes I leave those goals in there to be like, let's com- cross compare to what 2020 was or last year was. And sometimes I just wipe it all away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let's start over. Let's start fresh with what we wanted. But what's great about that is I've been able to Uh, for about the past four or five years, reflect on like, what was I planning on doing a year ago? And although I've checked in throughout the year, um, it's surprising what we forget was our plan, you know, especially in a year like this year, where things go so off the rails. I was like, Oh, yeah, I did want to do that in 2020. Well, that didn't happen. But um, I can focus on that now for 2021. So it's, it's a everybody's process is obviously different. Um, I know yours is not as, um, uh, prose driven as mine, maybe, um, Allie, but I, I think that, uh, this one works really well for me. Uh, speaking of what do you do? Tell us a little bit about how you craft your goals. Uh, well, you know, going back to what you said about this working for you, I want to, you know, touch back on our, um, managing you episode when we talked about, um, kind of the things that we've tried and that we have, uh, learned from, or that we've adopted and the stuff we've abandoned. And, uh, and it all comes down to this process is so personal because you have to make it so that you, um, you know, so that the goals are meaningful to you and so that you have built in your uh, methods of accountability and Mm -hmm. the way our minds work are also different. And so Mm -hmm. what works for me might not work for you, which, you know, might not work for some of our listeners, but that's okay because you can try all sorts of different things. Totally. Yeah. So um, the way my um, goal system works, and I've talked a little bit about this in other episodes, is that I usually keep like a running list of goals. And then I scratch things off as I get them uh, accomplished or achieved. And then I add uh, so that I don't necessarily get overwhelmed with the number of goals I have going on at once. Uh, I like that, that you have like just a running list. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, this year, however, uh, was really radically different than years past uh, because some of the goals that I had for myself and my family this year um, just didn't, they were no longer relevant. 
Um, <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, instead of, um, you know, I had no idea that finding a new job in July was going to be a goal. And that's where all of my energy needed to be focused. Um, and so I think that there, uh, the way that I move through my goals is also very much a reflection of what's going on in my life as well. So, yeah. So my process is basically like looking back right on my list and saying like, what am I still working on? What's still in process, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What did I finish? Um, Which usually there's nothing on there that I have, I haven't checked off yet because I'm really into going back and checking it off. Um, And then um, I think about kind of what's missing, right? Or what are my next steps? So for example, you know, this past year, one of my goals was to finish my MBA and that leaves. And you did it, by I the way. I did it. I <laughs> did it. Um, and so they're kind of, it leaves like a gap in professional development. So what am I right. doing to continue to learn and grow as a person and a professional. So that's where I I kind of, I understand that there is a gap there that I need to fill with another goal. Um, And that's kind of my my process around making sure that I have well-rounded, a well-rounded set. That's cool. I like that. Um, One other uh, structure that I want to throw out there to our listeners, my friend Julie and I have been using Gretchen Rubin's uh, list structure for the last couple of years as well. Um, it's from her podcast, Happier. She and her sister uh, make a list of goals that match the year, like 19 for 2019 or 20 for 2020. Um, and she uses a, a similar smart structure um, to the one that that Allie um, explained earlier. But one of the things I really like about um, her list structure is it gives you room for easy wins. Like on my 20 for 2020 list, I had make spaghetti sauce from scratch, but I also had apply to grad school. And those are very different goals from like a, like a length of time or um, amount of effort perspective. Um, But, you know, I made spaghetti sauce from scratch in February and I was like, I did it done. Right. And that feels good. I think for some people. Yeah, to have that progress and to be able to have those small wins um, yeah. that you can still learn from, right? Like totally, yeah. And making and, spaghetti sauce is not necessarily the most complex thing, but now you know how to make spaghetti sauce from scratch. Yeah, and I also think it sort of reminds us that um, goals don't have to be these like massive, lofty things; that they can be like little, achievable, happy moments in life. Yeah, that's I love that. Little happy achievable moments in life. Yeah. You can also tell that Allie and I just watched Soul. And that's probably going across <laughs> in this conversation. If you haven't watched Soul, definitely check it out. It's on Disney Plus. It's great. It will make you rethink your life and your purpose. It definitely has like Allie Cara vibes. I will say that. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking about structure. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, why we use this SMART acronym to shape our goals. Like, why are these parameters so important, Allie? You know, that's a great question. Um, and I think that these guidelines and these parameters really help to keep us focused as we go through, you know, the year or the decade even. 
or the month or the week, or let's be honest, the day at this point. <laughs> uh, and so without these parameters, it can be really easy to get derailed. So for example, if my overall goal is to just be healthier, and I write down in my you know goals notebook, you know, 2021 New Year's resolution, I'm going to be healthy. Well, what does that mean? Totally. What what actions am I going to take in order to be healthy? How do I define healthy? And how do you know when you've reached success? Exactly. How do you know when you've achieved that? So you can say, you know what? I'm congratulating myself for all of those actions that I took that made a real change and impact in my life. And so by evaluating uh, your goals and kind of giving them more shape, you're saying that um, you are going to commit to certain actions and then also that these actions are achievable. So for example, you know, if uh, let's say that I wanted to be more healthy this year and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, then I'm going to run a marathon. I'm not going to run a marathon, guys. Okay. (laughs) And certainly not like tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. And so let's say that I get started tomorrow. I'm like, I haven't run in six months, but tomorrow I'm going to run 13.8. That's the half, right? I think it's 13.6. Okay. So I'm going to run 13.6, you know, miles and I get started. How far do you think I'm going to get? I mean, maybe to the end of the block. Okay. (laughs) So, um, and, and that feeling that I'm going to have at the end of the block is going to be akin to failure because I had set this goal for myself to be healthy and I'm trying to run 13.6 miles and I only made it 0.24. Um, it's 13.1, it turns out. So, oh, you know, gosh. less, you have like half a mile less than oh, you thought. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> but you know what? That It really doesn't have a huge impact on the probability no. of me accomplishing this goal. <laughs> However, if you set your expectations towards a goal that is achievable, that's a stretch, right, but is also achievable, you can take steps to get to that goal that are going to make you feel accomplished, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and this is, I'm going to go back to your, your pasta sauce um, story uh, because let's say that your overarching goal, right, is to cook more. So when you think about just cooking more, you want to make it specific, right? So I want to cook uh, more for my family each week or I want to cook for myself each week. Then you make it measurable. In order to do that, I'm going to cook one to two meals per week for myself or for my family. Right. You know, and then you can know when you have done that one to two days a week. And if you get that done on Monday and Tuesday, well, then you just hit that Uber Eats button for the rest of the week and you don't have to feel guilty about it. (laughs) That's great. I also think. Uh, It helps us to figure out how we're going to be spending our time this year. Oh, yeah. Right? Because when we're looking at, okay, one of my goals is to cook more. And that translates to one to two meals a week. So I have to find the time uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm going to be cooking for an hour each day. 
or to go back to your marathon idea, um, I'm going to be running five days a week. So I have to make the time 30 to 45 minutes a day to run. Um, so it helps us to, to translate um, sort of like these like esoteric ideas into uh, calendar driven units of time. That's exactly it, Kara. That's exactly it. Um, because yes, I think I'm physically capable of um, running a marathon at some point, uh, but I don't have the time to train for that kind of intense athletic endeavor at this point in my life. And by yeah. Setting that goal and and looking at my calendar, I go, you know what? That's not achievable. Not because not for I, me. yeah, not, for not me because right I now. can't physically do it, but yeah. because I don't have the bandwidth or the energy to put towards that kind of intensive goal. Right. So don't set yourself up for failure it, either. That is that's exact. That's what it all boils down to. Yeah. Okay. So do you have an example that you want to share of a goal that? doesn't fit those parameters, but that is still something that you want to achieve or get done this year? Oh, for sure. Um, I'll get into this a little bit when I share my goals, um, but I have categories of goals. Of course um, she I, does. What'd you say? I said, of course she does. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have um, these buckets for myself and one of my goal buckets is the environment. Okay, wait, wait. So this is like Kara versus the environment. Like we have all sorts of preservation and conservation societies and there are like whole, um, you know, slews of, of groups across the entire world dedicated to this. But Kara, Kara, yeah. she's taking on the environment. Yeah, you can see how big my head is. <laughs> so no, I got to do my part though, right? That's right. So, and I, and there's a few goals underneath the environment, but one of those um, goals is that I want to figure out an eco-friendly laundry option. And I've been testing out some products over the past year, but I haven't found the right one. And that's something that I want to try to do in 2021. And that that's an example of a goal that it's not totally driven by me, right? That's an example of a goal where um, I have to go and um, find um, a couple different options. I have to test them. I also don't want to be wasteful while I'm testing them. So I'll have to use up all of whatever I buy. Um, and so it might take a little while to get through those options. Um, I also have to assess the cost because um, I really want to do this, but I also don't want to do it in a way that's cost prohibitive for the future. Uh, so I, I, I need to do research and I need to do tests and I need to get my family's opinion and, um, I, and it's just going to take a lot of time and it's, it's much more nebulous than me being able to just go out and pick something up off the shelf and say, I did this, cross it off the list. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of extraneous factors that could sure. impact, um, you know, you achieving that goal. It's not completely in your control, right? Right. Are you ready to share our goals, Allie, and to find out if they are smart or not? I am so ready. Okay. Right, let's hear them. You go first. You go first. <laughs> so I have uh, four goals this year that I'm kind of tacking on to my uh, list of ongoing goals. Sure. The first one is I will complete 240 workouts by December 31st, 2021 
using my daily burn app or by walking. And um, in order to do this, I'm targeting 30 minutes a day up to five days a week. So I'm going to spread out that uh, 240 target number over the course of a year and give myself some padding around times that may get really busy for my family or for myself, and also times where I might be traveling or uh, doing holiday things where uh, exercise may not make it onto my calendar. So I don't have to feel guilty about it, but I can work uh, towards it regardless. That's awesome and feels very smart, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you that don't, uh, aren't familiar with uh, the Daily Burn app, we will link to it on the website. Um, But the Daily Burn app is a, uh, an app that did a really cool thing at the beginning of the pandemic. They extended their free trial from 30 days to 90 days. And it is really, um, it's a really great community online and uh, it includes both trainers and the community members. And it just really encourages health and fitness at every size, uh, which is what I'm all about. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Number two um, is where I'm filling in that professional and uh, learning gap. And um, I am going to challenge myself to post weekly on LinkedIn. So this can be in the form of a video message or a reflection post for the week. I want to start using my social media in a way that is more community based because that's how I've that's how I have felt more fulfilled by the usage versus just uh, kind of doom scrolling. Yes, I love that. Yeah, because, you know, uh, this is what I I have understood about myself. And um, I will not leave Instagram and I will not leave Facebook. I just won't right now. I went to school in a different state. I grew up, you know, in a different state than I went to school. I have friends all over the United States. This is how I stay connected. And so um, if I'm going to stay on there, I need to redirect my usage. Yes. Mm hmm. And I feel the best when I'm posting in groups or when I'm responding to groups of like-minded thinkers, mothers, professionals, learners, um, and, and, you know, budding athletes. And so that is where I want to spend my time and contribute in those spaces positively. So that's where that goal is coming from. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Number three, and this one's for you, Kara. I am going to check our recording calendar before committing to other shit. (laughs) And I will do that uh, by, you know, uh, acknowledging that uh, when I, um, when I'm making plans with someone other than Kara, even Kara, I've done this to Kara. I've made plans (laughs) with Kara on top of our plans to record with Kara. Um, and so um, I did it twice this year when we had a pretty tight schedule and um, I messed us up and Kara is very gracious and has adjusted for me. Um, but I recognize that this is going to put a little bit more of a kink in our plans <laughs> moving forward as we start to be able to go out into the world and do more things. Uh, so I'm going to be more mindful. And that's in my, you know, friendship, social um, you know, general, you know, bucket. <laughs> oh, Allie, I really appreciate that. What Allie doesn't mention is that um, although she reschedules, I'm late 
to every meeting and recording session that we have. So, I mean, it really evens out. Oh, it's charming that you're late. (laughs) Oh, my husband does not think. (laughs) (laughs) What Kara doesn't know is that usually I'm running late and that I (laughs) am Everything's fine. What? No big deal. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of putting on my makeup this morning and she's like, can we start at 1015? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. We can. <laughs> um, all right. So at least I don't pretend to be put out. <laughs> so <Yeah>. evil. <laughs> all right. And my last goal um, is around setting up my Etsy store. So, uh, yeah. So this year I taught myself how to sew. And one of the things that I, uh, have been uh, working on has been some patterns for gift bags and furoshiki, uh, reusable wrapping. And so I'm starting to experiment with some different sizes and, and cloths. And my, uh, when I took them to my family's house, uh, this Christmas, they uh, were really excited about them and encouraged me to sell them. And because it's a hobby that I really enjoy doing and um, I, it's just relaxing for me, I'm going to do it. Um, Yay. And what I told Kara was, of course, I found something that's very soothing. And so I have to make it as complicated <laughs> as possible uh, <laughs> in order to fit uh, into my, uh, my general approach to life. Absolutely. Um, I do think it's so funny though, Allie, I think part of it has to do with accountability for yourself, right? Like you like doing this, but you're afraid you won't do it. And so then I think subconsciously you're like, I have to have an order from somebody else so that I do it and then give it to them. I mean, bingo, like you just, you, (laughs) you nailed it. You nailed it. But you know what, you know, whatever we need, uh, for, from an accountability perspective, like you're making it work. So good job. Thank you. All right. So that wraps up my four goals. Um, And uh, I want to talk a little bit about the number of goals, too, because I feel like I can't overwhelm myself with a large number of goals. But I still see the value in kind of that 21 goals in 21. Right. I still see the value in these in those little wins. So if that really speaks to you, I encourage you to try it 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, like totally different strokes for different folks, which is a, a good segue to my goal list, <laughs> which is like seven pages long in comparison <laughs> to Allie's four goals. I think that the way that I make my goals um, smart is by creating, like I said, these these buckets or categories and then creating very uh, specific sub goals beneath those categories. And that for me then makes them feel attainable. Um, so, you know, it's just about like how we in life shape our to-do lists, right. Or how we shape, right. How we organize ourselves. And this is what feels right for me. So I'm not going to walk through every single one of my goals because otherwise this episode would be like three hours long. I will post them, um, on the website and we can put them on Instagram too. Um, yeah, so that we can share our goals with everyone. Um, but I'll walk through the categories and kind of highlight some of them. Uh, So my first category, as I already mentioned, is environment. Um, And I have a variety of smaller goals with below this bucket. Um, And, you know, beyond the laundry solution that I talked about, it's also things like um, make sure that we are cooking one vegetarian meal per week for dinner. Um, I want to uh, start composting this year. Um, And and Allie helped me to make this one um, have a timeline 
by the way. I, I was saying, I just want to start composting. And she was like, but when, when are you going to get that done? And we realized um, that we should get it done by summer of 2021, because as you know, composting could smell. Hopefully it doesn't if we're doing it correctly, but it's our first time. So we might not. So let's get it done before the smelly months come. Perfect. So, so smart. So smart. So we're going to start composting by summer 2021. Uh, to do that, we have to get a bin. We have to find a spot in our yard um, and we have to research how. So sub goals awesome. beneath the sub goals. Another big one for us on the, under the environment is we're going to phase out Amazon Prime. <laughs> Allie's doing a happy dance over there. <laughs> Um, we're going to, uh, our, we're supposed to renew in July. And so our goal is to cut it off by then. Um, to do that, we're going to watch anything necessary before that. <laughs> and then also uh, from a from a video perspective, and then from a um, procurement perspective, we're going to try to find local replacements. That's really great. That's really great. I think that one of the uh, great things that has come out of uh, this kind of dumpster fire of a year has been the spotlight on small business. And um, I'm really excited to hear that you're carrying that through your everyday life, you know, beyond uh, pandemic. Thank you. Um, the next bucket for me is finance. Um, and the first big one for us is that we want to write a will by the end of the summer. This is something that Brandon and I have been uh, putting off and is uh, really important, not just from a financial perspective, but also just from like a, a safety and 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 um, peace of mind perspective. So we're going to get that done by the end of the summer. Um, and another big one for us is to um, open a 401k replacement for Brandon um, by June of this year. Um, something that I don't think we talk about a lot um, in general is that when you start a small business, um, that there's a lot of wonderful frills from the corporate world that you're missing. One of those, of course, is a 401k, also things like health insurance um, and, you know, life insurance and what have you. And so little by little over the past couple of years, um, since Brandon went full force into his small business, we've been trying to um, replicate his benefits um, on our own. And so this is kind of the last piece um, that we need to get in there. But I think that's an important thing to talk about because we do have so many small business owners listening to this podcast. I really like that you talk about this, Kara. And I don't know if we'll keep this in the editing or not, but like, I really like that you're talking about this, Kara, because these are the things that I feel like are encompassed in the little Instagram bylines where they're like, it was so much hard work to start up my business. I work so hard. I do so much. And it's like, what does that mean? Well, it means this stuff. It means like figuring out how to replace your 401k, how to yeah. make sure um, that you are um, financially preparing yourself and your business and your family when if you had been part of a larger corporation, it would be a button that you click to opt in or opt out. Right. You know, that and and so to shed light on that kind of nitty gritty, right, is I think really, really helpful because if you're not interested in doing that stuff yourself or if you don't have the drive to do it yourself, then you should think really hard about uh, the level of independence you want in your career. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Like for some people, it's better to just stay in a corporate position and then do something on the side. Um, some of my other goals, let's jump to the the wellness category. Um, for this, I think this is mental and physical wellness. From a physical perspective, I have some goals uh, set around um, stretching and walking and doing yoga. Um, and I've tried to make them smart uh, by attaching some numbers. So for example, I want to walk for 30 minutes four times a week, and I am attaching accountability to these walks. Um, for example, I'm going to do a weekly call with my sister during one of these walks, and I'm hoping um, that I can schedule other phone calls during those walks, um, which then not only allows me to um, connect with people who are important to me, but also um, makes me get out and get those walks done. Absolutely. And I love how you are kind of killing two birds with one stone. Oh, killing? Is it killing or is it hitting? Killing, you're right. It's killing? Ooh. Oh, God, that's dark. <laughs> I never realized how dark that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what about uh, pegging two birds with one stone? Uh, okay. And um, and being efficient, right? Because if we know Kara loves anything, it's efficiency. So. It's true. Like if I can layer tasks, I'm much more likely to get them done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Great. So, so as far as my, my mental well-being, um, one of my goals is to, I like to uh, put measurable units against my cultural intake um, because uh, sometimes I will sacrifice um, the pleasures of life um, because I don't consider them important, uh, even though, of course, they are very important. So, for example, um, I want to make sure that I'm watching one movie a week and I want to uh, make sure that. Uh, I am reading a certain number of books within the year. So I would like to read six to eight fiction books uh, in 2021. And I'd like to read four nonfiction books. And I have two nonfiction books picked out already. I want to read How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. And then uh, Brandon got me a Gloria Steinem biography that I'm also really excited to read. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and, you know, we can assign ourselves uh, numbers with books. Um, and I'm a big reader as well. And one of the things that I do want to say is that I don't care if you're reading one book or 87 books. I mean, just as long as you are reading, um, it's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And I'm, it, Allie's saying that for my benefit, because Allie and her husband are prolific in their reading. Like the two of them read so much and I'm so in awe of them. And it's something that I'm trying, I'm striving to make more time for in my life. And when I look at what Allie does, I'm, I'm, I'm just really impressed with the amount of books she's able to literally inhale in a year. Unemployment helped. <laughs> oh, no, that's um, great, Kara. I have a few more buckets that I'm going to breeze through. Um, career and personal growth. Um, there are some panels and workshops that I want to participate in. Um, I was lucky enough to, uh, uh, I submitted to SIGGRAPH this past year and was on a panel um, with my friend, Brittany Biggs, and I'm hoping that we can do another panel or even a workshop this year. Um, I achieved one of my goals last year by doing a workshop with women in animation, and I'd like to do more workshops with them in 2021. Uh, I achieved my goal of applying and getting into grad school in 2020. Um, and now in 2021, I got to figure out how to get these classes in. 
Um, so I'm hoping to take two summer classes and one fall class. Yeah, and that's um, a great goal. It, and you know, one one of the things I do want to talk about, and I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, is how you've yeah. adjusted your expectations of what you could uh, achieve. Uh, you know, in grad school, because there was a lot of momentum getting you into that fall semester, right? And then you had to evaluate kind of what was going on in your world and the world at large and, and push the pause button, really. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was, of course, planning on taking um, at least one class every semester. And after completing this fall semester, I was like, never mind. I, <laughs> I cannot handle a grad class this spring semester, this spring of 2021, on top of a pandemic um, and on top of everything else that we have going on. Um, so I said, that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm failing. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to take a class this semester. And then I'll take two in the summer uh, to and I'll recalibrate what my summer plans are in order to make that possible. Exactly. I, when you postpone or when you adjust your plans, it does not mean that you failed and it does not mean that you will never get it done. You just have to plan to do it a different time and do everything in your power to support that decision. And that's where, of course, the SMART framework is also super helpful, right? Because I'm looking at um, how is this attainable and 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 how um, how can I still get the number of classes that I want to done this year, but it may be in a slightly different um, uh, schedule than I had originally anticipated. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Um, and then this podcast, of course, we're hoping to record um, one to two more seasons in 2021, which we're very excited about. And then I think the last thing for me is to um, sit down and evaluate what's next for me. Uh, This is something that I like to do every three to five years where I say, um, where's my career headed right now? How do I feel about it? Um, And I think it speaks to what Allie was saying with her overall goals. Like when, when you start to feel like there's a gap in a space, um, when you start to think like, Oh, I've, I've, I've already checked off a lot of the goals in this area. um, Then instead of sitting back, at least for me, instead of sitting back and being like, woohoo, I'm done. Um, my, what I like to do is, is to say what's next. So I think, um, I don't know what they are yet. Um, but one of my goals this year is to figure out what's next. I'm really excited to see what's next for you. And then the last two buckets are, um, very detail oriented. Um, they're family and travel of who we're going to see and when we're going to see them this year and fingers crossed that it's a lot of people and that we're able to get on some airplanes. And then um, the last bucket is home, and uh, I, I genuinely walk through exactly what it is that we want to try to do in terms of home goals. Um, like, for example, I need to uh, fix the the tiles on the hot tub in the pool. I need to cement those, <laughs> um, and that's because, um, again, going back to this idea of smart. Like, I sit down with my husband and we look at like what is achievable this year within our home, within our budget. Um, for example, last year I had on my list, let's get a new couch. And then when we sat down and really looked at it, we were like the $2,000 that we would need to buy a new couch could go towards other things right now. Um, and this couch that we have is perfectly fine, especially for a three and a five-year-old who are going to spill on it constantly. So those moments of evaluation for me are really important from um, a budget perspective uh, as well. 
And those, so those are my, those are my categories, environment, finance, wellness, career growth, family and travel and home. So, and I'll, and I'll put all that up on our website for y'all. That's great. Um, yeah, I would love to, uh, see your many, many buckets. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so interesting how we approach things so differently though, Allie. I mean, we're both super goal oriented people and we're both list makers and it's really neat to see how we interpret, um, this in such different ways. Well, and, and the both are, and the both are totally right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think you can see that in the fact that like we do achieve our goals, right? Like we, we yeah. make progress on them every year and, and how yeah. we set them up as part of that. Uh, and one of the things that I appreciate so much about your process is you are very methodical, which is not surprising. Um, you are, uh, you have a routine that you set up, you look forward to it. It's very much set up to encourage insightfulness. And like I said, reflection, um, and you, visit the past thoroughly before you start to envision the future and use it to inform your goals. Whereas I think about you, Allie, is that you just jump right in. (laughs) So I've been a lifelong cannonballer and (laughs) a lifelong cannonball. Yeah. And, and Hey, sometimes that action orientation uh, comes in really, really helpful. It served me very well, uh, in my career, um, sometimes, you know, and then other times, uh, you know, there are things that require more thought and, um, I've made some mistakes because of that natural inclination to just jump right in. And like I say for everything in life, it's all a balance. And so when you can learn to exercise different processes or methodologies to balance your natural tendencies out, uh, it can, it can, that can also serve you. Yeah. That's the sweet spot right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we will post our, um, goals up on the website or on Instagram. We'll see, um, what we will be doing on, uh, Instagram and social media while we're taking a break is, uh, you know, posting some year end reflections. Uh, we will also uh, be supporting other podcasters and professionals who are releasing great content, uh, that we want to share with you. So please follow us on our socials and, uh, check the website website for announcements. I just want to put a bow on this conversation by saying that one of the reasons I'm so glad I get to share my goals with Kara and with all of you listening is because achieving your goals is very seldom a one woman or you know one person show. So accomplishing our goals is done best with the support of others around you. Um, And so regardless of whether we were going to be recording this or not, I know that Kara and I would have had this same conversation about our goals and what we want for our families and ourselves this year. Uh, And it's so important that you have that or create that support system for yourself. Absolutely. And beyond support, it's also accountability. Um, It's some subtle peer pressure. Yes. uh, (laughs) And also hopefully um, a space for you to be um, proud of yourself, right? Um, And I don't use like any of these terms, peer pressure and accountability negatively. I think it's very positive 
um, to pressure ourselves into getting things done for ourselves. I think that's a good thing. Oh, absolutely. We have to find the right ways to motivate ourselves. And some of that is outward motivation. Uh, So yeah, and this is 2021. We've got a clean slate, guys. The possibilities, while not endless, are infinitely more than they were in 2020. Yes. So let's make it a good one. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of You'll Think of Something. Just as a reminder, the views expressed in this podcast are the personal thoughts and feelings of the hosts and do not reflect those of their affiliated workplaces or larger organizations. To find more resources from the show, including the worksheet for this episode, visit ytos-podcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram at ytos.podcast. And please email us with feedback, with your worksheets, or with suggestions for future shows at ytos.podcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't worry, you'll think of something.